that. Yes. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Roger Federer and Drake. <laughs> yep, we hitting 100. 100. We're truly perfect now. We're extra perfect. Because we're I know, one plus two digits. That's it, that's it. We don't want to move from this spot ever until next when week. When will your fame? I know. Oh. Never, bitches, never. But before I even say good evening and good day and good night and good never, I'm just putting a word out there to Fed fans. I feel a sneaky feeling that you're all about to put out charts and graphs. Don't do it. Don't do alone. it. No, don't. Let it go. Let it go. We're already there. They can't get up this hill, okay? Let it go. Let them. <gasps> let someone else do the, the chart work for you, okay? But anyway, good day, good evening, good night, ladies. We are here in March. We've survived Black History Month. Ooh, yes. And barely. I know. That's an accomplishment. I think we should give ourselves a round of applause. Plus <laughs> three extra months in the year for Black oh, History Month. Oh, for Jesus. <laughs> but we survived. It was rough. It was tough. But we're here. So, ladies, how are you all doing? Let me introduce my co-hostesses with the mostesses. We have Andrine from Soli Tennis Travels who I believe is where she pays rent. Yes. Right? Yes, I am. Okay. How are you doing, girl? I'm doing well. I'm really doing well. I would say introduce you to Janina, but she has us on a strict time clock, so we ain't got time to talk to her. Yeah, Ooh. skip that. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, lady from far in Ohio? How are you Great. Doing? Thanks for asking. Move on. <laughs> That's I like it. <laughs> I don't know if you have the homosexual of the podcast reels here. So great, great. Okay. Let, <laughs> yes, let's get into the results that we care about. I know I didn't care about Alison Van Untvang winning. I would tell you about it, but then she probably already snitched me on that shit. So <laughs> now I have time for that. Skipping her. <laughs> I think the only thing that matters is that she beat um our our favorite Marketa Van der Silva. Yeah, she beat Van der Silva, which is that your girl. Okay, she shouldn't be losing to snitches. You don't lose to snitches. Just say, just say. Moving on, but I mean, it seems as if if we let's go with the ladies. I guess mm -hmm. uh, it was a nice week, two weeks, I think, for the Swiss ladies. Belinda Bencic is on a roll, I guess, at least in Dubai. She just was snatching these top 10 Oof, wigs. Great. I she, mean, was like, I, she was like Nick. She <laughs> 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 was disciplined. How was she disrespectful? Which one? I mean. I don't know. I like the disrespect she showed to those rankings. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, winning covers a multitude of sins. That's all I've been saying for the longest while. So, Listen, she was like, snatching wigs and making weaves. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It was so good, though. It was so good to see her because it's like. I was starting to get really uncomfortable that she was only going to do well at Hotman Cup. Um, <laughs> and then, boom, she takes out Sabalenka, Halep, Svitolina. Svitolina. And, and, and our favorite, Petra. Petra, Petra. I know. Oh, like, I she's it. like, bitch, look Petra's at me. Look favorite. at me. 
Did you get? Did you guys get to watch? I mean, I'm so sad. I think I was traveling. I didn't get to see. No, I did watch, watch it. I did watch. She she was very consistent, and you know, Petra had that match on her racket. She was. Did she? You know, and I was just Belinda. Just wait, girl. Just wait, wait. Petra took that second set six one a breadstick. I was like Belinda, wait, because you know Petra don't do great areas, right? It's either she's missing by a country mile or she's in by fine margin, and then she's not missing by a country mile, and she was just like. <laughs> And Belinda was just like, what is happening here? Belinda was just like, okay, I'm just going to run up and take this right. So this is mine for the taking. But um, I think once Petra didn't carry that moment, momentum early into the um, third set, and Belinda was like, you know, keeping pace, Petra was just like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm over this shit. So she's gone to another final. I think Petra is having a good year, but just not having good trophies. Yeah. I, like, I like her. I, I, I like the idea of her getting to finals and losing. So that'll be it. That's good. I mean, I'm just sad for her motivation because you know Petra didn't do well two tournaments in a row, right? <laughs> just you know, like, <laughs> like she was just like stock market, right? One day she's up, the other day she's down. But she's been cool, calm, and you know, collected and consistent. And apparently, this might be to a new coach whose name I do not know. But you know, um, coach, mm, she got a win title. You know, it's worse when you get to finals and not win them, as opposed to just drop out in the semifinals and second round. We can accept that, but if you get into finals, you're almost there, and you need to get over that hump. Okay, so fix that, Petra, and we will care. At least I know I would, but <laughs> until then. But um, continuing on the Swiss um beat, we got um, I I can't pronounce her first name, but. Golubek, she beat Brady in the Indian Wells tune-up. So the Swiss has been having a good two weeks. I mean, yeah. they're ready to feel whatever. Uh, <laughs> they're they're the ready Swiss. to feel the Olympic team. That's what they're ready for. <laughs> they're ready for the Listen, I'm already, I've already got that mixed double in mind. So let's keep it going. Oh, dang. It's <laughs> next year. Can you believe it? I know. Oh, it's true. Wow. I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, it's a couple of years out. No, no it's, it's next summer. Oh, Insane. Wow. <sighs> Anyways, what else so, do we care about? And uh, Yang beat Kenin. Um, we don't got care about that. Well, they got a name for that girl, but I won't <laughs> call it. But, you know, um, <laughs> no one trusts these Americans. They don't trust any American. But Yang beat um, Kenin in Acapulco. So, Andrine, you were in Acapulco. Did you see any ladies' matches? I did, actually. I saw Donna Vekic um, um, playing um, Masaki Doi. Okay. Uh, I was, you know, it, in terms of scheduling, I don't think Acapulco put any ladies matches. Oh, no, they don't. They don't do that. They don't. On the I, main I, stage until the very fine, until the very end, the finals. Really? So, um, yeah, no, no, no. I, it, I, I don't actually really think so. Um, so when I was there, I was there on um Monday night, like the second night. I guess their first night, actually. Well, it might be that um, I, I do mean, I know. think it's a different number. You know how it is, but it's right, still. right. WTA. This is what this would be the equivalent to a two fifty for WTA, maybe or something less than. And um, yeah, you know how they do that. It's like yeah. DC. In DC, yeah. the numbers are different, and they it yeah. really truly does play off that way in the sense that no women's mm -hmm. on the main stadium. WTA so. is an international event. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I saw Vekic play Masaki Doi. That was very good. Um, really enjoyable, but like first set, like blowout. And then I like left because I wanted, you know, I just kind of wanted to soak up as much tennis as I could. So I saw the first set of that and then moved on. 
Well, if you know anything about Andrine and her tennis watching abilities, they span for about a set. And she's I mean, like, I'm gonna watch this set and I'm out. Box. You got the most bad. You know, if I'm if I'm really comfortable, I'll sit around. But like it was one of those things where it's like, man, I only have a night here. Let me see where else I can watch and what else I can right. see. So I saw that one and then I went and I um I actually caught a little bit of um Stan versus um Harrison, Ryan Harrison. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, they were dressed alike, so it was really confusing to see who I was cheering for. But I really wasn't cheering for anyone, so um, I was just looking for some good tennis. Yeah, you were just it, there for one night, and that's what you got. Ooh, I know, girl. right? I know. Listen, it, I know mm-hmm. it's the best that you could do, right? And then what is was that the tennis equivalent to being food poisoning on your vacation? Is that <laughs> what that is? <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be a good enough match, but then the big match, actually, to be honest, the big match. So, so, you know, so when I was watching Masaki Doi and, um, and uh, Donna, I, I was like, oh, okay, it's a modest crowd. And then I went back to the second stadium to try to catch the doubles match because I was like, oh, I really want to see um, the Zarev brothers um, doubles. I ran over to that space. I was like, oh, this is what it's like when it's crowded. <laughs> <laughs> not get in to save my life i you know when you stand on the side and watch up um as you wait by the railings to let some somebody leave mm-hmm. nobody left the entire first set Whoa. nobody so That's i stood up the whole time and you know i mean it was hard to know whether it was because of the zero brothers which i think it kind of was but they were playing one mexican guy and an american Mm. And there was like a whole like Mexico chant. So I think they were actually there for a combination. I mean, of you know what? You know what, Andrine, you're on timeout. They're in <laughs> Mexico. And you were like, maybe they're there for the Zara Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? I, you know, I, it's so funny because this is like me. This is like my bias, right? I'm there to see the brothers because I was like, yeah, say, say that. Exactly. This is, this is my assumption. But then I get there and I hear, vamos. Vamos, Misha. Vamos, Alex. <laughs> Those are thoughts. Those are oh thoughts. my god. Those are thoughts. They don't really count. <laughs> no. So there was like definitely, I think definitely like an Alex energy because of okay. course there are lots of teenage girls. And lots of teenage boys, and Alex uh, does like attract both of those, you know. Um, so I, like, I couldn't really tell, but then midway through the match, they were winning the Zara brothers, and the crowd was excited. But then, any chance the American and the Mexican had a chance to win, they were like, Mexico, Mexico. I was like, okay, all right. So, yeah, I, I, I put up a wall. Did he, <gasps> you know, to be honest, to be honest. The Mexican, the, the American player was really solid, and it was a black guy, and he was really, really good. But unfortunately, anytime there was like an open court, his partner would dump it right in the bottom of the net. There was a wall here. There's a wall. I know. Like he no, had, a, he had a, yeah, he had a figurative wall. But you know, it was interesting because okay. like. Similar to what was happening to Alex throughout the week, I think he was really struggling with his serve, double faulting. And so they would have so many break point chances based on Alex's double fault, and it just couldn't get it over the hump. It could have been like a fun three. Give him the side eye because you know that they're they're, (laughs) they're working on that, they're working on that partnership, right? They're really working on that. Oh my god, you you know, he you know that you know the you know the brothers won an Olympic medal. 
for sure. That's what that's about. Yeah. yeah. Because that's a struggle. <laughs> that, that relationship on whole or, you know, or, or like Alex is like, I need to make sure Misha can feed his kids. So I want to get him to the World Tour Finals. Well, level. You know, I mean, like people, there have been a lot of tennis siblings on the tour, but mm -hmm. very few are successful in doubles beyond, I, I can think of the Williams sisters and the Bryant brothers. Yep. Because that is a tough thing. Because you should see um, Aga and have they, ever they have oh they had to end that <laughs> is it ugly <laughs> they had to end that <laughs> they had to end that man oh my god <laughs> it doesn't work out i mean like i don't know if it's like mommy daddy issues come out <laughs> think but, okay. about it but you don't I always want to hang around your sibling in this aspect right <laughs> Yeah, can I, can I continue my brief review? Yes. Um, Acapulco is a good tournament. I, I have to say, like, initially I was a little bit fussed in a certain way about it. Um, but let me tell you why. Buy your tickets ahead of time. Do not deal with the box office. Because the box office is a little sketchy. Like, that's all I'm going to say about it, is that I saw people selling tickets beside the box office. Usually, <laughs> that has to happen at a very far distance, right? In any other space. Wait, wait, would it take it cheaper? No, 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 no. It's like a scalper. But, like, okay. usually, if you're going to be scalping tickets, you can't be that close to the box office. You can't be the box office. You can't? <laughs> no. Usually, I bet in Mexico, maybe you can. I mean, usually they try to establish, like, a real far distance so that you really feel like it's two different operations. Honest to goodness, it didn't feel like two different operations. Because at one point in time, this one, this one person went up, bought her ticket from the box office, walked two paces away, and started selling tickets. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now if I was really, really into it and really like comfortable with my Spanish, I'd be all about it. But if you're not comfortable with your Spanish, I would just say get your tickets ahead of time because that was too confusing. And guess what? You go to the box office at box office box office and it says sold out. Guess what? It's not sold out. That's just a sign. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I mean, but I think it was more like an ad to say that it's all sold out. But then when I went up, I was like, oh, no way. The tickets are gone. He's like, oh, no, they're tickets. And I was like, wait, but the sign says sold out. Stop. Um, well, I think it's just a sign, you know, like sold out. It's like a lot of fun. It's all sold out. But there's still some tickets. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? It might be. An, it might be. So uh, not to cut you short. It might be a Spanish express, expression in Spanish. No. Because I, uh -uh. No, let me tell you. I told a friend of mine who speaks Spanish fluently, adios. And he's like, no, 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 no. You can't say adios. Adios is like when you're dying. Like, I won't see you. <laughs> Goodbye. And I was just like, that's not what they taught me in Spanish. Just like, <laughs> just like no, you gotta I say mean, ciao. So maybe so now it's just like, like, no, I mean, like, I think it's probably, you know, it's probably just a sign, but like I took it literally. So I was like, oh no, they're no tickets. And, and I went there and it was like, no, they're tickets on sale. But the anxiety oh, around yeah. it was too much for me. Cause it's like, so then I go to the box office and I was like, listen, let me just pay for this ticket. He's like, oh no, no, no. We know we can give it to you for cash. I was like, I don't have cash on me right now. I just oh, got here. So so I, you know what, I, that the agita would have been gone if I just arranged the ticket in advance. So if you arrange the tickets in advance at really nice prices, I think it'll be fine. If you want to deal with like, you know, people t selling tickets on the DL right then and there, it's, you know, more power to you. That's too stressful for me. 
I, you know, I'm like a box office nerd. I'd like to go to the box office and get my ticket because if something goes wrong, I want to be able to go back and say, this ticket is shit. So honest to goodness though, the, t the site, it's, it's like, it's like a site where um, it's a little bit like Milan in the sense that it's a place where they bring the tennis. It's not a space that operates tennis. Didn't all. you say that this this venue is like built down and rebuilt every year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it it's, but it's definitely a built up state. So it's like, this is something that they put on because honest, it was so beautiful though, because you go in and as I'm walking towards the back of the tournament, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm walking towards the beach. <laughs> Like if you if you get in, you could just continue to walk up towards the water. Wait, and this is why you can't blame Sloane for not doing well there on that one time. Of just course like, we can. Hey. We can blame her for anything. It's all about her <laughs> weave. But and you know another thing that the tournament is doing, which I've heard every place else is doing. I guess they're doing it in football. Cashless, mofo. It's cashless. I go in there after having gone back to my hotel to get cash to give the box office because the box office is like, hey, if you give me cash, I'll get your tickets. I go in and I was like, okay, I've got a couple pesos here. No, they don't accept cash. So you have to go to a space, give your name in, you get registered. They give you this little um, wristband that is attached to your name and like your contact details, which you can change whatever, obviously, but it's, and then you put cash on it. So you could put physical cash, which is ridiculous, right? Like you could take cash out of your pocket, give it to this woman, and then it adds onto your, you know, to your wristband, or you could put your credit card, right? Um, but yeah, the whole thing is cashless. So you're basically able to be tracked at this tournament, right? Because that's, I think that that's the whole point of these cashless ventures is like wow. now an opportunity to figure out your behavior at the tournament. Big Brother is watching. Right? Not like, I mean, that was like, I think, do you remember back in the day when cash was king? Not anymore. Not in our, so it was a cashless tournament, which was a kind of, was great, right? Obviously you could spend more because you're just like, hey. So when you go up to the, um, to the register, they, they, they scan your wrist, tell you how much money you have, tell you how much the thing is going to cost, deduct it, and then they show you how you much You know you what? This sounds like that fire festival. <laughs> fire festival. <laughs> it's not quite fire festival, but I think what's noteworthy about it is just this way that they want you to have a kind of seamless experience where you're just like clicking here, dapping I don't here. I don't know how people think it's like cumbersome to pay for something that I want. Right? No, but you know what it is? I think it's psychologically, it's psychologically really compelling to make things cashless because first of all, you probably can't. In one way, you, you spend like more. You, I think you spend more you money. Spend more, right? I feel like you would, it's as you're like waving your hand. <laughs> right. I you totally spend more because you don't see what's leaving. Yeah. When right? you're doling out cash, you're like, oh, when I started the day, I had way more money than this. <laughs> Shit, I need to slow down, right? I no, mean, that's they, exactly what it's about. Their system is a little bit better. I mean, their system is helps you a little bit because they always they always sort of let you know how much cash you're playing with. Cause even if you do a credit card, they tell they ask you how much money you want to put on it. Whereas at so the US something with a credit card, they, 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 everything has to be paid by their wristband. Yep. You can't use credit card. You can't use cash. Isn't that funny? Like if you're going to use credit card, you still have to transfer it onto the wristband. 
That is insane. That is some real fire festival shit. Y'all better watch. <laughs> but out. I mean, you know, so it's interesting. Check your card. Make yeah. sure that it isn't all over the black web or dark web, whatever well, the hell it, it, it is. It's called. It is sort of, I mean, what is nice is that they do allow you to use cash and give it to them. Like at the US Open, like they give you the, the blue wristband. That one is a kicker because that's just connected to your American Express card. That one is deadly because uh. you just wave it and you just, you just <laughs> that's the deadlier one, I think. Drinks on Andrine. You know what I do? I, I just hang with people who has one of those wristbands. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it was, but the, and the other reason why maybe Sloan doesn't do well there, I tell you though, guys, it is muggy and hot. It's like DC, it's really sticky sticky there's not a lot of breeze so that's why the players are drenched it's really and that's why they playing at four o'clock in the afternoon yeah yeah it, 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 the whole time i was there i kept thinking of dc because it's one of the few tournaments that start in the afternoon too and i was like oh this is but it's it's super homey i think they have like a whole nickelodeon section for you to bring your kids and play um they have those, really good those, they uh, have those really, man kids is gonna make you wave your risk all the guys <laughs> they have like very they have like high-end liquor stations but then they also have normal like beers and stuff like that it was i actually thought it was a well staged they had lots of good variety of food lots of really good places for you to sit down so yeah um yeah i i, I really enjoyed it but um, but I, I think it was a little bit lonely too, because I was the only black person there. Oh wow. Isn't that surprising in Mexico? Yeah. I would you know it's, you it's that so in Mexico City. I mean it's Acapulco, which is different. No, I don't no, know, I know Mexico yeah. City, you have a different vibe in Mexico City along those lines. No, no, there were, I was still the only black person I saw. But um, <laughs> but in, in the tournament itself, it was like a little bit lonely. Like I was like, ah, oh, like, and also the language barrier. It was, I don't know if everybody, the everybody that worked there was super friendly, but I didn't find necessarily that the place felt like a friendly place too. Cause I was really the only black person. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And I think that, around, you know what that means, Janina, right? She's going to pay for us to go along. Well, actually, I was saying to myself that if we could, like that is, first of all, it's so close and the, it is really inexpensive. It's really inexpensive. Oh, no, honey. Um, Mexico isn't close to Janina. No. <laughs> it's Not close. To right? It's for, it's, I guess so. it's We're like, on the other side of the country, dear. It's not I think a car it drive away. It's not a car ride, but if, like, if you were going to go to a foreign place, right, it's probably the most it's probably the most reasonably priced foreign place you could go in terms of probably. your, your dollars taking Mexico you. usually is. Yeah. I will say the only downside about this, and this is just a thing, is like um, I decided because it was just one night to stay in the resort that is at the, where the tennis tournament is hosted. Cause the tennis tournament is actually hosted on a resort site. And so there's a hotel there and the players stay there. And some of the other players stay at like, maybe like a private villas and stuff like that. But um, like I saw a bunch of players going in and out of the elevator. I saw Nick sitting down at the lobby as I entered. So like a lot of the players were there. So it was kind of cool to have that vibe. But the weirdest part about it is like the machine guns. What? It's really strange to be at a turn. It's just, I think this is just resorts in, in places that are, um, that's just all inclusives in general, right? All inclusives always create the sense that don't get off the property, right? Because you're safe as long as you're here. 
Yeah. Um, and so when I got on the, when I was on my way from the airport, you enter this long driveway and you have to enter it. And they're like guards there with machine guns. And then as you go up the driveway, you then enter the resort property and the resort property, there's like machine guns there. And so it's just like, I know for some people, the visual makes them feel safer. But for me, it actually makes me feel less safe. Mm -hmm. I want like the security, but I want the security to be like background. <laughs> Invisible. Invisible, right? Ninja security. So it made me like hyper, hypersensitive. Um, and so this is the thing, like, I, you know, I never want to believe a place is safe or not safe or whatever, because people have all kinds of ideas about where black and brown people are and what's safe and what's not safe. But like the hyper presence of the guns sort of like was a bit distracting for me. So I never really felt totally at ease, but it was super easy to stay at the resort because I literally just got out of the resort, turned right and walked for five to 10 minutes and was at the tournament and then like entered. And the guards of course were also by the tournament site too. But yeah, I just, I, I, I didn't have a real, I don't like that feeling. Um, that's like the only downside about it. Cause I think the tournament itself is a really nice tournament. I think the tickets are really reasonably priced in terms of the exchange rate for Americans, probably even more so for Europeans. Um, not the English anymore, just the, you know. Oh yeah, maybe the pound, no, not so much, but. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the whole time I was like, this would be really fun with Reels and Janina though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Janina would get lushy because you, you mentioned that high price liquor and beer and it I think it would be fun. I think, you know, I, I, see, I see why Nick likes it there. Because it does have a sort of fun vibe. You never get a shot. I don't think so. I need to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> we never get a, she would be like, hey, sir, with that gun. Come no, I know. It's, 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 I mean, like, I think I was doing it on my own. So maybe I was just more hyper. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's a new place and it's foreign. Well, no, you've traveled up, but I guess, you know. I mean, I, if you're only there for a day, that too might be. It was like a stark contrast to Mexico City, which I'd been in for like four days previous. Right. It was like so laid back and was a different vibe. Acapulco, which apparently like my friend from Mexico says, well, you know, it has a reputation of being like the playground of very, very wealthy gangsters. So it's a little bit Vegas like, I guess, historically. Um, I was like, Love Boat didn't tell me all of that, right? Because that's where Love Boat always went, right? They always <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You ever notice they never go off island though? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. You're right. So Acapulco is cheap. It has a fun vibe and it also has guns. It also has a little bit of guns, which some people might feel like make them feel real safe. So yeah, I don't feel safe, that, you know? that's okay. But you know what? I've learned over the years that um, that's actually quite common in foreign countries. Yeah, I know, because I remember when I was walking, I remember a couple years ago when I was walking around Paris, like our military, like it's interesting when the military walks around in cities. Mm -hmm. It's noteworthy in the U.S. when the military is walking around for us. Yeah, it's right? like scary. Like, what's wrong? Yeah, like I, you look around and you're like, what's going on? I think because it's only in most other places, police officers are not heavily militarized and they don't necessarily carry guns in the, yeah. as, a, as American <laughs> Police city. I mean, <laughs> New York City, NYPD Looks has very, right, yeah. enough members to be almost like a standing army. 
that's true. So yeah, it's weird. You know, I, it, it, I but it's not it's not unique to Mexico. I don't I get jumpy whenever I see anything that's slightly militarized. So that's that's me in general. So when it's on a vacation, it's even worse for me. But you never see that narrow tennis. Um, you know, I mean, I think I think that's increasing. I bet in Paris you do. Yeah, I mean, um, I think, at the U.S. Open there is, but it's not as hyper visual. I as think, it, I think there, yeah, I think you're seeing it more and more. I think, I think there's like a gentle insistence. I think to let people know that this is a safe space for fans, right? Because sporting arenas are often targeted. So I think I've been seeing more and more of that at different. I saw that at the U.S. Open for sure. But there were, I felt a little outside though. Yeah, yeah, not for like sure. Yeah. The tournament itself. Yeah. But I think it's again, it's like you're in a foreign place, you're not entirely 100% certain of everything, so something like that just sticks in your brain maybe. Right. Um, but no, I mean, but nonetheless, um I would definitely try to stay at the resort again cuz it's too damn easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stumbled no out at no midnight much. and walked down the street. So. <laughs> but Wait, you walked you went- the streets at midnight in Mexico. Well, from from the tournament, right? From the tournament itself, it's just a five. It's like a five ten minute. See, my walk bias is there. showing right now, and I'm yeah, a bit ashamed <laughs> of it, but it's bit, totally showing. Don't you afraid of being kidnapped? Just go for the whole hog. No, 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 no. I mean, no. It's um, it was super convenient, but I think part of it too is like I really like to like. I, it's a space where I wasn't with anyone that I knew. And usually when I go to places, I usually know people there. And so and I get up with tennis people. That's true. So maybe that's yeah, and, I also, and I also discover the space. So it's, I get it in contrast to people's ideas. So when someone's like Mexico city is horrible. And I'm like, but I hung out in Mexico city and it's fabulous. And it was great. I didn't have that contrast in Acapulco. So Acapulco is still sort of very foreign in my mind. Um, I needed to have just hung out there more and then got a read of the place for myself. Right now, it's still just a kind of very foreign thing in my mind. Yeah, when we get rich, we're going to be... We're going to go. But let's just say we're going to have to have a real tennis fan podcast in Acapulco. It is a party space. I think Ooh, it'd be real fun. I'm here I don't do well with the heat. You mentioned the heat. You know, I'm going to be in the region. Drink the beers. You'll be fine. <laughs> let's do it. So. Let's, let's do a room, all of us, in one room. <laughs> get ready, fans. Get ready for the GoFundMe. It's coming. Oh. Acapulco, rendezvous in Acapulco next year. Let's do it. We Nick raise enough money. Coming. One of you can come with us. Nick says he's going back for sure. Hey. Okay. And that I'm sure he's not going to defend the title, so he'll have time Stop. for us. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, he might get that like loan in the first two So days. let's talk about Mr. Curios. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk about what he did and how he just pissed people off and how fantastic it was all the time oh my god I this time around, it. He was pissed. do you know what's so interesting about it like he's pissing people off doing everything that they said that they wanted him to do which was right him. how does this work you know, you you know you know you know those people need to say what they really want to say right but you know they're not honest they're not honest at all i mean like it is just i was He's winning, and yet people are still. Oh, I don't like the way he's winning. He hits those awkward trick shots. Oh, big please. I mean, meanwhile, last week we were mad at Sissy Fast when Sissy Fast said some shit like, "Oh, he's tricky. He was tricking me, but I wasn't fooled." But you know, just like, girl, why? They were like, "This is stupid." Like, who does this? I think that we just really have to decide 
whether or not you like him and stick with it because I am so sick of the wishy-washy flip-flopping double standard that comes along with Nick Kyrgios. Listen, he is great for tennis. Whatever that means for you, you can find a place for him to be good. If he gives you something to be mad about, well, he's evoking some emotion because everybody's not doing that. You know, if, if you like him because you enjoy his tennis, he's doing something that you don't see often. He plays a brand of tennis that you just it's so it looks unconventional he he these shots i'm like what what the fuck is that and i say it and i say it but i like it i like it and you know what else listen let's let's be real shallow here for a minute he is good looking and that helps yeah, that helps he comes with a fresh haircut every every day, day. i think it's psycho but it's it's okay you don't know if he is going to show up in holy tights or pink socks. <laughs> Every day is an adventure. And then this motherfucker finally wins. Like he, he beats your faves. He totally yep. does it. And he's like, booyah, bitches. I beat you. R wins the trophy. Barely cracks a smile. He's like, where's the beer? Take this fucking hat off of me. I mean, I love that shit. He, listen, he is the bad boy Novak wishes he could be. I know. <laughs> and you know what? He doesn't gloat about winning, beating these big guys. He doesn't gloat. He's well, like, he did. He, he did. He did say. Uh, he did say that he could smell blood in the water anytime he plays Rafa. <laughs> well, He's like up for that. I mean, I think most people can. I wish most people can see that because there were so many times. <laughs> Rafa looked vulnerable and they just let always. him off the hook. <laughs> always. They always let they, you have to have the mentality to believe that you could take it to Rafa because half the time you are, and then you you take the brace yeah, off. <laughs> then you realize, oh my God, that Rafa come was just like, it was not easy. You know, <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> no, but I think Janina has a fair point. You know, I mean, I think. Listen, I I like Nick. I don't agree with everything he does, but I just I d my big thing is he's not a villain. Like I just don't understand the idea that Nick is a villain because there are real dudes. There's a difference. There's a difference. understand the reason why Nick is a villain. A villain is not a bad. No, no, no. A villain is not a bad boy. He's a bad boy. He's not a villain. Yeah, but they but people, people want to make him be the villain because you know why? Them. Because they're ignorant and they don't know the difference between the two. Well, I mean, Actually, I think no. You see, I think we're letting them off of the hook because here's the thing: they can't, they can barely point to something substantial to say this is why I don't like Nick. They, All right, disrespect this, for the game, disrespect for the game. They can't point to something disrespectful, right? Meanwhile, every time you see Sissy Fast, you don't even know if he's gonna have a crazy meltdown on the court. <laughs> he gets a pass. I right? mean, he's gonna be snatching right. things from all kids. One of the things they try to point to with Nick is on court antics. Nick didn't break anything. He hasn't punched anyone. And that situation when he pointed out with, with Stanley, yes, he might be talking locker room secret, but the problem was the secret was the problem, not him talking the secret. The yeah. secret was the bigger problem out here. But nobody mentioned that, right? They let that go. And I still, for, for me, I'm going to say, I mean, like, people might not agree. Y'all are being racist because y'all can't point to anything substantial to say that he is disrespectful for the game. Because look, well, I, he pointed out, he said, local showing up here, right? And I'm not good for the game. Crowd came to watch Nick. So you're saying the crowd people don't know what they're like? I mean, come well, on. I mean, I think the thing that people have to understand is that 
crowd respond. I mean, who knows? Maybe crowds have always done this, right? People respond to things that fascinate them, repel them, aggravate them, annoy them, all of those things. It, it, at least you're having a response, as Janina says. Yes. And so you might be hating him, but you're still showing up to hate on him. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I, you know, like, you know what? You're not apathetic. Let, let this motherfucker stay healthy and keep beating your faves. You know who's going to be selling tickets? <laughs> or you know what? Or the other thing is, or let him not. Like, I think the thing that has pissed people off is that they've recognized that Nick is box office. And because he's inconsistent, they're annoyed about that, too. Because they know they don't have any other box office stars. Even the ones that show consistent and week out, they don't have it. Right. You know, they try, try as best as you can. There were more people engaged with Nick than with Sasha, even though Sasha is more disciplined and more, all the things that you want to believe that is going to be great, which listen, I love Sasha too. I get that. But on a good day, you want to watch Nick. It's not the same. It just because Nick brings some emotion all the time. And you know, something really interesting, Nick plays really fast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, he plays really quickly. You yeah, know, I, I, don't don't like this. I mean, I don't like comparing people of color, but you know what? He brings that type of energy that Monfils brings. I know. That inexplicable, this is energy, and the I want to see this. Spark. this. Yeah, this guy and this guy, and you know anything? They reach out to the crowd. Yeah, like, the crowd responds about you, and he's trying to show you something out here. You know, he he's part, he's an entertainer. And that's not a bad thing. And that's what I like about Nick. I mean, yeah, generally, I, mean, I think just, he, it was, but it, but it was beyond legend. that, he also just played really, really good tennis this week. Like, he played really good tennis and he played some ugly tennis and he played some beautiful tennis and he played, you know, like, hey, nerve, which I mean, could you believe, right? This is how I know these people are fucking racist, right? They made a big deal about Nick being disrespectful for this underhand serve, right? Disrespectful. No, the thing didn't go in. Didn't go in. But they lost their fucking mind over this shit. But like, I think people said it wasn't the underhand serve, right? I think people said it was like... It oh, was, they hate, no, 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 they hated that underhand serve. How no, dare you? Oh, but it's a good strategy. But you know what, though? You know I, what? I, did hear, I did hear somebody say that, one of the commentators say on TV, they're like, I don't understand what the uproar is about. More people should actually try it against Rafa because he stands so far behind the baseline and look at him scramble to get up there. Was he pissed? Hell yeah, he was pissed because he looked like an idiot. He looked like an idiot. You but know, you like, know oh shit. Same thing with, um, it's so interesting because it was the exact same thing that happened with the saber. Do when people yep. were offended by the saber, it was oh, an effective tactic. Okay. And it was, it was a different like, kind of offense. That was better. But you know, no, I, but, I, no, but they were still offended. Like that's what's interesting about it. They were, even though it was Federer, they they were offended. Djokovic's coach talked about it being offensive. Other people talked about it being offensive. So combine that with, you know, with a Nick personality, it's it's crazy. Because well, the funny thing is, remember Nick adopted the saber because <laughs> he said it was great. Like it was a nice change up. You know? But yeah, you know, um, this happened um, at the U.S. Open several many years ago. I think just when Maria was doping. <laughs> um, I was in the swing of it. She was playing, I think it's Agnes Savai, I think. Uh, it might have been Agnieszka mm-hmm. at the US Open. And the, the player realized, oh, this girl ain't gonna serve well. So when she missed her first serve, step in. Yep. And you might draw that double fault. 
She thought he was gonna try that. He has a lot of disrespect. And and um, what's his name? Um, Jim Courier lost his fucking mind. <laughs> this is disrespectful. How does she? And I'm just like, she's not breaking any rule and the strategy. <laughs> you know, and it's one of these things. Um, that time when I think, what's her name? Um, Ivanovich. I seen yeah. Ivanovich too many times on my timeline. What Ivanovich did was like she waited when Maria's about to serve the second serve and took a clear step in. Just made <laughs> sure she saw her making the step in. And Maria lost like people. You, I, I don't know what kind of battles y'all fight, but y'all can't expect you. your enemies Thank to lay down and die for y'all to stab them. That is just crazy. That was a dumb Thank one though. It's great. I mean, it worked. I mean, obviously, you know, the thing, because the thing that's really important about playing Rafa is that you cannot let him get comfortable. And I think that's what's really nice about Nick is that he recognizes that half of the battle with Rafa is messing with his rhythm. And not it's, giving it's, him what he wants. And not giving him what he wants. Yeah, all the water bottles. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, or, 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 or the phantom thing in Madrid when Federer sat there waiting for Rafa. Normally, Fed would get up and then stand and wait. But actually, what ended up happening one time is he just sat there. And then Rafa had to be the one to eventually get up. And it was discombobulating. So it's like, I think it's important to just sort of take any advantage you can. It, if it's your fave, sometimes you're going to get really annoyed. But it's all within the rules, right? I mean, and I think... Exactly. Nick recognizes right. that you just you just get rough off of his rhythm. You know, you change it up, change the ball up, because you know he gets like that metronome. Like, he so you know what? Up. Maybe next time we'll see a fucking sidearm serve. I'm here for it. And I'm gonna cheer <laughs> that on. And Rafa can go to press. <laughs> you know, it's a shame. It's a shame. Tennis TV blocked gifs because I am waiting for that gif when Rafa was scrambling to the net when they're on the hunt. So <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. It's, I mean, it's I want that but it's all you know, Fed, secretly, please. Fed said, Fed said it's fine, you know, it's fine if it happens, but it's horrible when you miss. And it was exactly what happened. He missed. Yeah, but here's the thing I don't understand how you're fighting about the underhand serve, and D Vidal is the king of drop shots. <laughs> well, you know, but a drop shot is, I mean, a drop. Listen, I think everything. Changes. No, remember, Federer, everybody got into Federer face, and Federer said, I don't like it. It's not part of the game, kind of like, you know, he's like, he, he think you should miss a shot, not by, you know, you should play yeah. in a rally. Yeah. Why the fuck should I do that? Yeah. And then he realized that's being stupid. I know. Why waste the energy? Even Serena trying drop shots. And you could see that shit from a mile away. Like, <laughs> no. Listen, those drop shots were great. That's what got Tsitsipas all over the place. Um, No, I mean. You got to do what you got to do, okay? You got to yeah, try do different fun. things and, and don't. I don't know, people. This is how tennis works, right? Never let your opponent feel comfortable. Never oh, give him everything. That's ideally the point, you know, and I think it's interesting. Like, I just thought Nadal's speech afterward was so classic. I was like, dude, you sound like an old man. Don't oh, say that. <laughs> Disrespect of the opponent in the game. I was like, eh, we'll see. This, this, this um, coming from the motherfucker who got into the, the losing ceremony for talk about, well, I was injured. So, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I got a broken leg. You know, I was in a wheelchair last week. My arm is missing. I broke a toenail. So Donated a that's why you won. I mean, no. that could be more. And then that ceremony turned into like, well, I was in three wheelchairs afterwards. <laughs> you know, and I broke both legs. And I was blind for 10 minutes. I mean, I think there's some there's some accepted models of behavior, and I think maybe Nick is like the AOC. 
get under people's skin. Okay. Ralph is too old for this shit. He's too old for this man. <laughs> if there was there in the press conference saying that shit, I get it. You know, you're salty. You lost the match, right? You thought no, you were going to come in. He said it in his face. He's like, who are you? Who coaching you? I can't even thank anybody in your box. Oh, wow. Oh, my I mean, God. It's like, girl, I, I would have been like, I would have been like, if I been Nick, I'd have been like, well, it certainly ain't no multi time major champion. That shit ain't helping. <laughs> but I love it. I love it because you know what? That's this generation. They're going to trash talk each other. And I love it. I think it's fine. It's, and it seems harmless enough. They seem to get along fine. I, I think it's great. I, but, I we, but notice we don't say shit about this when the women are doing it, right? Everybody loved the cat fight. Well, it's not, even, it's not even a cat fight. It's not. It's just, it is what it is. People are just being straight up honest about it. Um, <laughs> listen, well, it's, a it's a new brand. It's a new brand of ATP tour. And and I love it. I love it. Okay. Rafa, just, just, just stop with the shit. Okay. It well, can't be you. Rafa. Other people were doing the same thing. So we know it's not just him. No, it's not just him. But really, Rafa, you go into a press conference to talk like that. Get the fuck over yourself. When you <laughs> lost. Okay, that's a winner's shit. Okay, losers can't say that. Okay, yeah, just shut up and go home. And not so, when you're lost in the second round, too. So boo. now that we've no. spent 20 years talking about that on fun, um, Nick, I love Nick. Um, so that was good. I love him too, but we didn't even kind of like get the results. Like we got to talk a little bit about who else excited us. You know, Felix doing very, very well. It's nice to see another young brown boy. <laughs> doing well. I just wish he was American, but hey, we'll claim him. It's fine. Mm, if you <laughs> were American, American, we can drop him. So it's Canadian. It. I just feel like I want him to be mine. He looks like he's supposed to be mine. He does look like your son. Um, <laughs> Don't be like those ladies out there, okay? But, you know, Felix, I think Felix lost two, lost to Dejer twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's all right that's all right it's just exciting to see these no it's very good to see it's a good well. run i'm excited about it he should definitely feel like he belong here that he can definitely make a mark i think he's up to 58 in the 50s so well, that's should nice be even for clay i mean it's good to show him i mean like listen he's good on clay that's helpful that's unusual too well not american for a while now <laughs> uh, uh, do you know who's not doing well on clay Dominique team. Um, maybe so, he's resting his shot. You know, maybe he's just like, I shot my shot last year. Let's just wait for the French. But he got a problem. Federer is showing up there. So, ooh. Well, I mean, I think the only other thing, the only other person, I mean, I think TFO, I think maybe people in Florida must have been excited after that nice deep run in, you know, in Aussie land. You probably thought that TFO would come back and defend his title, right? Because didn't he win Delray? He did. Yeah, he won Delray last year. Yeah, but he decided to lose for a meltdown. He had a complete fucking meltdown is what he did. Did he? He was yeah, in he was charge up. of that match. He was up and then he just... Had like um like his brain left. <laughs> he never found it. Wow! If you could That's see him on court, that going, what's happening? What is happening? Like he was legit pissed. You could see it on court, and I was I was like, what? Why? What? Huh? Me? It was the weirdest thing to watch. But again, well, we always questioned that, right? We this always. Was, I was going to say this was classic TFL. This is what he does. He often loses from a winning situation, and it's really sad. And he never comes. Out, you never feel like he's going to own the match. Yeah. Well, except we, you know what? I mean, I th except that I think, I mean that that probably was a little bit of a surprise for him because I mean he didn't play like that in Australia at all. He played with so much like 
he was so self-possessed there. He felt he played like with belief the whole entire time. Like, Maybe he, he was a monkey to get off his back because I mean we are dragging to the chitlin circuit for that fit up oh, my cup, man. He's just got it. There's like some mental hurdle there with him that he's get over. And you know, I thought maybe Australia would do it, but listen, we all have our demons. Just hopefully he can keep moving forward. Yeah. So I think the only thing that was um and so the only person that saved Delray Beach was Albo, Alba. Alba, yes. Yeah, beating yeah. Dan Evans, which was helpful. Because but, that um, same Sunday, Sissi Pat beats Kushkin 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 in Marseille. And I was just like, what is this mess, French boys? Why is Sissi <laughs> winning a title in France? Like I why? Know. it's so unusual. How much mm -hmm. did you love Sissi Pass losing to Federer? <laughs> I mean that was that was all I was there for. I, I missed the gym on Saturday, just so that I could see that happening. So we've got give, honestly. I'm not even being well. I am being petty. You're here. being petty. You're always I'm being, being petty. petty. I'm trying to come. You know, I'm, I'm petty. Petty boots. And I'm telling you, I didn't care about the hundred title because it's Federer, right? I mean, I've watched all that. I just watch. I watch well, him win ninety nine of them. What's another one? It's a big fucking deal. I cared, and I loved. You know what I loved the best about it? I loved about all the stuff that came out. Like, and then we find out. Oh, they've been carrying around that one hundred sign for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Too much content came out. Too much content came out. That shit hasn't been. They had like this four minute video of all these players on tour talking about how awesome Federer is for getting his 100th win. Well, notice no one actually talks about when it happened, so they recorded that a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, they've just had all this stuff ready. Like, hey, we know he's gonna get there, we just don't know when, so let's be ready, you know. And you know what? Hello, unique low fail. That fucking shirt is not for sale. <laughs> Like, you know what? Can I just say, I, I this is I'm like the worst Federer fan because I knew that Federer was at 99, and I and I was like, okay, yeah, he'll get an hundred eventually, but I did not realize how much of a big deal was going to be made about the 100. Well, no one like, else I, has ever done it. That's why Jimmy Connors has 109. There's nobody in between. I, I, so, on, the men's side, on the men's side, on the men's side, because well, my yes. team is going to come for your ass and be well, like, no, I'm not there, but no, but no one has but I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, I really I mean, hadn't. So when, when he got to 100 and all the stuff started, like, the, like my whole timeline and the sponsors and everything, I was like, oh, I guess this is a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of like a big deal. And I I mean, it's insane. It is insane. I don't really? know. I mean, the man has been playing tennis for ages, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's been playing. It, but that's just it. Who can play tennis for that long at that high of a level, level and keep accumulating titles? That's why it's such a big deal. I mean... And we take him for granted. We, we take it I for agree. granted. And I was I really just there for the CC5 defeat. I, really <laughs> I know. I don't know that anybody any about the 100. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, I was like, my dream. Afterwards, I was just like, I guess I should care, but I was still gloating. Oh like, my god! I mean, I was there. I was. There I was mad. I was mad at because I wanted to see how Federer was going to react to Australia, and he reacted beautifully. He completely took that match from with wonderful net play and wonderful returns and also better serving that day. Whew. Um he just, just wish he had that bona performance in the finals. But I guess people gotta pay for something, right? They wouldn't want that kind of bona disrespect. 
you know. I mean, like, but it was still a pretty decent. I mean, it was a nice tight final in the sense that, right? Like it kept like Cici Pasi lost his serve early, and he kept it very close. Right. He did. Time he did. did. And he played some good. He played some good tennis. He's a good he tennis did. player. I just don't like it. I know. I don't about that. I know, but he played really good tennis. He was, um, I mean, he was creative. He was all over Federer as best as he could be at, at times. And I was like, Federer, you better hold on to this break. I never, I never felt like it was a comfortable match fully for Federer. Like, I mean, that, and that's what you want, right? It's a two set match, but I still felt like, mm. um. <laughs> yeah, no, there were moments. There were definitely moments. I mean, Federer, you know, whatever, whatever. He did, it's fine. I mean, he, he had an up. Federer had an up, um, an up and down match. Um, not match tournament. Like you know, his. I mean, his his serving was really scratchy at times. Yeah, it was very windy apparently, and um, and so he didn't feel like he was on top of the ball always. But somehow or another, by the end, it was one. It of was super windy. I yeah, think I, his I had, hair I was all over. I had a different take. I just felt like. Federer, knowing that he's, he's possible, he's going to get to his 100 title, right? And this is a good place, right? Because he had major success at this place, right? And he was just like, you know what? I'm going to take the scenic route. I have some old friends here. I have Cool Driver. <laughs> I got Nando. such an asshole. Know? And, you know, then I got these kids. I got to get these, fuck these kids. And then that's, that's, when he, that's when he started to play really well, right? When he was playing the game. No, but he, he lost a bit. Yeah, like it's interesting. Maybe sometimes, maybe he was a bit bored playing for Dasco. I'm not sure, but I'm just saying it wasn't. And Cole Schreiber was really, he think he was studying Cole Schreiber in the practice. Cole Schreiber was studying him. Yeah. Cole Schreiber needed a win. I'm sorry. I I mean, no, it's disrespectful. Cole Schreiber has been federal friend. Fuck it. You keep that. You, no, I don't give a shit. We're going to move this. Tommy on. Robredo has a fucking win over I don't federal. care. Don't you bring up Tommy Robredo. I was at that match. Let's just not go there. Um, no, so no, it was, it was, you know, Federer said he didn't really expect to do well there because he hadn't played that long. He, he hadn't played in a long time and he was just expecting to be out there, maybe go a couple of rounds. He's still at home. <laughs> He's dro he drove in. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, um, oh, the rich people, right? That's a privilege you can have when you got money, right? I'm driving in from my little condo apartment. No, but um, it was, you know what? Also, but it was some really good playing. Um, you know, Monfils played wonderfully. I mean, I was, you know, I was like, oh my god, I was gonna be conflicted, right? Because Monfils was playing. I heard Monfils was in complete control. I was actually, um, I was watching the match on my phone. Monfils was in control of that match. Yeah, he was. I don't know what happened, but I just think he just like he was I up the in a break. No. Yep. He just lost his um. He lost way. concentration. Well, I mean, I would say that you know when they like I you know CC Fat is you know a tricky player that he can be um that when he's really feeling himself the dips in his game is very slight. Yes. Right. It, it's not he like he can refocus very quickly. Exactly. He doesn't go through like these long bad patches. We're not going to talk about that Rafa match, right? Because that right. was just a bad match. That's just show. a bad matchup for him. Right. Bad matchup. But hello. For him. I mean, Rafa looked across the net and said, "Hey, a federal backhand." Um. So you know, I mean, Gasquet has already taught him <laughs> every secret there is about that shit. But um, <laughs> you know, um, what's his name? Cizzy Fast can have winners. From anywhere across the court, yeah, right? Sometimes, so think, yeah. So sometimes it's awkward. going to be like where you're in control, and then you just lose you lose yourself quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think Monfils just kind of got tripped up, and then you know 
um, CC5 just kept, kept play, raising his level of the game, and he kind of had a the tie break was like you know five. He just lost a couple points. You know, he got the early just down the, the early mini break, and then that shit just sort of rolled in. So, I mean, but I I jo- I hope that he doesn't think this is a. Um, I'm excited because he's playing well and he's playing consistently well. So oh yeah, Monfils was. I mean, Monfils was. Monfils was about to give me Ajita in a final against Federer. Um, yeah, uh, because I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know I'm gonna have to. No, once Monfils feels, you know, if Monfils is playing his best, Federer cannot beat him. Just I know. I know. We know this. We know it's this. We love Federer. We know and it. you know this, man. I know it. We know it. But I, I would mean, have been happy with that win as well. I, I mean, wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have mind yeah. if Federer had Mo- if Mofis had denied Federer a hundred titles. No, I'm I, I, I'm saying no right now because I do believe Mofis has um, a wonderful season ahead of him. To be honest, I do. Well, you see, this it's is what I'm saying. Federer losing Dubai is not going to be a problem for me. Federer losing Wimbledon, not French Open. I mean, listen, we're not even planning that far ahead. Be a problem. <laughs> but no, Monfils is going to be a problem for Deb, for sure. Deb is going to lose her shit. So I know. Deb is he my friend. I'm looking tennis. out for my friend. And I think the reason why is that he is healthy. He is seeing a psychologist that's helping him overcome whatever's stopping him from being the amazing winner that he should have been all along. And his body is right. So his body is right. So he needs to get his mind right. It's so I'm, I'm super excited. And as you all heard, full credit was given only to Monfils. Only Monfils. This is, this is a podcast that will only give credit to Monfils for his own development. It is not his girlfriend because guess what? Monfils has dated other women. On oh this my and god! Like who did that? Who time. did that? No, there are a couple. There have been a couple. Of, you know, somebody asked him that in a press conference. Can you imagine someone asking that in a press conference? Well, somebody they do. It, you know, um, they, they, yes. they do it to women all the time. So uh, I'm I not going to feel can't. bad for him about that. Listen, but I do will. better, people. I will because the race thing is sensitive for me. So I was like, you can ask women that all the time because that's the old, that's the BS stuff that always happens. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you can then flip the script and then turn around and ask. No, I don't think it's right, but I'm not going to feel bad. Fidelina is doing for him. Well, uh, see, meanwhile, <laughs> she's not vulturing any of these tournaments that she usually vultures. She's no expending a lot of energy. It seems like. no one's asking any questions <laughs> about that. You know that, right? Well, because no, I mean because you know what? Listen, Fidelina looks healthy again. Yeah, um, I think they it, might be going to dinner. And, yeah, and <laughs> she's getting, look like he eats. And she's getting like to the tail end of these tournaments. And you know what? She was winning before and looking miserable. She's happier now and is, you know, she's going to get, she, he, listen, we know the key for her is to win a slam, right? So oh, the key for her is getting the second week of a slam. That's just the key. <laughs> the road to success is winning the slam. <laughs> Spinalinas can be good. Spinalina girl, baby steps. Remember, she's the Sasha Fair of the WTA, right? Oh my God, cut it out. All, All right. I want to say, though, is I just want to make the point that I do believe what's really making the difference for Monfils is really his healthy body and the fact that he's working on his mentality. Because well, and you know, he seems to be enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a real, there's real lightness there Enjoy. about Monfils, and I really appreciate that. You know. Um, so I, you know, listen, I, you know, my biggest dream for Monfils continues to be the same thing. I want him to have a fabulous slam and I want him to get the cover of a magazine and show everyone that that was always what was going to make it work. But <laughs> I want him for to win sure. a slam. I want him to win a slam. I want him to win it one. I want him to win like five, but hey. <laughs> I mean, listen, Girl, you know, I'll take one. 
Do you know my biggest pet peeve is I want Monfils to have the career that Stan has. If God was kind, that's the kind of career, that's the kind of thing we would have. But anyway, he's not. Lady, so. lady. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Mm -mm. I would think in the annals of tennis, Tef, that, no, that's disrespectful. That Stanley has a career that should be Monfils. No, that's what's disrespectful about it. But it's horrible. But we'll, we'll, we'll just forgive God for making it not happen right now. <laughs> but uh, maybe he'll... <laughs> maybe maybe so Monfils is not yet 37, so he got ways to go. But I still <laughs> laugh, though, because remember when people thought Stan was going to be a big enough deal to bring in people and the crowds? Oh, well, I don't know why they thought that. Yeah, you told them years that. ago. <laughs> Who said that? Did those pants? Get out of, get out of here. Listen, I, first of all, there will never be, there, there will, he's always look like he's grumbling. There will never be a Swiss man who will fill seats while Federer is still on tour. Forget it. <laughs> That's just the reality. He's going to anyway. The funny, listen, listen, I mean, let's not even play, right? Give Monfils or of our our curios stan's career and you're filling stadiums for like, sure okay just need a slam anyway so monfils is on a wonderful run and that's fantastic and um, we like my, it my pretty boy paya uh uh took down Dejir, i guess um last yesterday i only caught the caught the first set it was a really nice tight tie break oh my god i also decided that he is pretty he is right. Yes. Yeah, he's that was the most pretty. important thing for me. Yeah, it's the, it's the jawline, right? The jawline convinced you. He's got a Something. nice jawline. Yeah, he's cute. He's very cute. <sighs> but so. I've heard, I've heard that lots of people lost in São Paulo, and it was a big deal because apparently they had a dip in like of attendance of like something like forty five thousand people. Oh, that's hilarious. That's like a big deal. <laughs> right. I, th I think they saw what happened in, in Rio. Everybody was falling like flies and they're like, fuck it. Oh, no, no, no. I think the 45,000 was real. Sorry. <laughs> uh -oh. oh, if that was real, it was because, I mean, what, the, the highest seed was Sousa after, after the second. I know. I know. Brutal. Anyway, know who he is. Moving <laughs> on to, we said we're going to do another hour. So I'm going to try to wrap it up if, you know, blame Janina, people. We can. We have 15 yeah. more minutes. We could do it. Oh, we got okay. lots of time. So, so news. News. So I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about was that I know Sashia Vickery. Mm -hmm. She did that behind the racket and she talked about, I guess it touched me personally. Is this when she Wait talked? Wait a minute. About... I'm sorry. Never mind. Go on. Go. Oh. Mm -hmm. She just spoke about the fact that, you know, that she was at these tennis tournaments, you know, like her mother sacrificed so much just for her to get here. And, you know, at times it was just enough for her to just get to the tournament and she would be at these places and would be starving. Oh, and then she talked and about expected to play at a high level. Right? Yeah. And she said she literally at the threshold where she had to win this event. She had to win this match. Too much pressure. To get money to move on. Yeah. And, and you know, to get she was, home and. Right. To and get you a know, meal. That's why tennis. That's why tennis continues to fail in the U.S. Really, it shouldn't be that kind of a situation for a player. Well, I, again, you know, we we talk we spoke about this on this thing before that you know, sports in America is a private venture. There are no yeah. publicly fund 
sports in the anywhere close to being the amateur professional level once you decide to take sports seriously it's all private venture mm. not to say that they're not public but you know park yeah. you know whatever case for me and she spoke about you know like she was in this moment this surreal moment where everyone is saying hello hi basically and she just like i'm starving you know oh. like i am broke and they can't see that pain and she you know spoke about going to a bathroom and crying and mm-hmm. i just thought like jesus christ this is just no one should ever have to go through this other thing especially in your if when you're in a place like this and whoever they- thinks ever that this is the life of a professional athlete. Well, I mean, you, Janina, you've been, um, you've been watched, you've been reading some of those, what is this? The behind the racket? Yeah. Yeah. Series. It seems to be like a series that's compelling people, huh? It's like, people it's telling good their stuff. Like it's, it's nice to, um, it's nice to see something, um different you know something personal and that's not silly because it's it's easy to get silly stuff out of players right but mm-hmm. something personal and i guess you know i i mean i'm wanting right now i'm wanting to say to know their struggle but it doesn't always have to be a struggle but it seems like that's what people are sharing i don't know that that's necessarily the um noah rubens uh, objective is to get people to share their struggles, just their realness. But mm-hmm. that seems to be where a lot of it's falling, and it is mm-hmm. really, really interesting. Well, um, for me, the, the, the player controls the narrative, and they're telling their own story in their own words, and that to me is what is compelling about it. Yeah. I don't have a media spin on someone trying to extract a single quote to build some kind of fit, because had this story been taken up by the media, it would have been done in a completely different manner. And it would have been like all of these salacious tropes and whatever. But here she was speaking to an experience, I'm sure many of the players, black, white, female, male, could identify with being on that struggle road. And not just tennis player, just being in a position where there are people who go to work every day and have no money and need that live paycheck to paycheck. Right. You know, so I thought that was, you know, and particularly interesting for something like tennis where we're just like where we imagine pro sport to be easy money in a sort of a way that's like oh my god two weeks work and she gets three million dollars but you know that road to that to that point is so much and we can lose and one thing i thought was just how vulnerable they are at the early stage because she could have just been like fuck it i need to go get her a proper day job right (laughs) you know what i mean hunger anxiety you know which is why you need supports for players at right, exactly game. and players need support and then it also made me mindful of you know when you see players you know you read these stories about oh players haven't paid back people and mm. players have to go borrow money this is why because not everyone can deal with hunger pains and the struggle for this they might well, not everyone's gonna make it someone you know comes along and you know and you're just like i don't care whatever i'm signing anything you know I just need this to stop, but I'm happy that she's in a better place, hopefully, and that, you know, that many other players can get out of that situation and, you know, and WTA, ATP, ITF, y'all need to feed people at these events. God damn it. It's food. It's just some fucking food. Actually, I mean, it is interesting if you think about that. I mean, if you, but, you know, we can have, we'll have a longer conversation about that because I think that's all part of that journey, right? How, yeah, how for sure. You a welcoming environment for people so that they can focus on actually playing the sport, not all the other things that might be going on around them in terms of like accommodations, food. Because you talked about that, Janina, food. Yeah. Challenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Here's a banana. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> the other thing that seems to be coming up for people is like tennis TV blocking gifts this time around. I don't understand this. I mean, I do understand it, but I don't understand it. If we want to talk about it from strictly a legal perspective, okay, fine. Every sporting event that is ever on TV, ever, no matter what it is, always at the beginning and end of the broadcast will say, you can't use our shit. It's copyrighted. But yep. nobody is going after people like tennis. And I don't get it because tennis is so small. So why are you shutting people down from spreading love and joy and exposing and giving your sport free fucking advertising? And you're like, nope, can't do it. Why? What, what is it? What is the harm? Um, no one is profiting from this. So that's, I, that's I guess. That's the question, right? Because I well, think, first of all, you know what? Tennis is not the worst at it, actually. I was doing a little bit. FIFA apparently goes hard, hard on it. But I can I understand like almost FIFA going hard because their sports, football is full of superstars, right? It is a... Anywhere you go on in any corner of the earth, somebody can tell you who a superstar is in soccer. You mm -hmm. can, you're not always going to get that in tennis. Yeah. So tennis, what? I don't know who plays tennis. You're always going to know somewhere who plays. So they're trying to maybe better control what's theirs because it's probably mm, easier you for people to misuse it but see well, I, think tennis, I think soccer has a lot more tons of distributed distribution rights so that might be part of it right that in different markets etc cetera, etc cetera, because a lot of it depends on but they don't need my point is soccer doesn't need the fans to advertise for them whereas tennis tennis benefits from it i think they do see, that's a perception point that's a perception people have is that you're assuming that tennis doesn't have um, a valuable thing that it needs to protect as well. You know, you're like, well, soccer, well, everybody knows. People. Um, so, I, but just, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's an argument. Everyone. Well, well, uh, and the gaze for your, for this, because, but the reality for a gif in tennis is oftentimes the gift that is being, or the gif that's being distributed is the key moment that is going to be used in a highlight later for the person that has distribution rights. That's well, the, the other thing that I worry about in that aspect is that it's very clear that in order for them to make the GIF a GIF is that they have to, they would have been recording the match. Yeah, but they, but so, uh, so they're capturing the match. Right. No, 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 no. That the person who's creating it, they're paid to have it streamed, sure. not to um, record it. So there is some recording device that they use where they're capturing the match. I do know, I mean, you know, I go to the highways and the byways and the shady parts of the internet to get sports. Mm -hmm. And I do know YouTube has brought out a man in which I think they're blocking all live videos somewhat in terms of sporting events to a certain extent, unless mm -hmm. it's coming from the um, corporation because... I don't have access to Eurosport in America, but I see tons of Eurosport um, feed. But Facebook has no um, has not yet restricted that activity, so people can go there and see that happening there. 
So, you know, it's a very tricky sort of thing, but I do think well, it's, it's, I don't th- but it's not always about recording things because you can record it. It's about redistributing it. Well, I mean, we have right. DVRs yeah. redistribution in, of it. And yeah, it's, it's the redistribution well, afraid of maybe at some point that this person is capable would probably do that. But the other thing is that I don't know why I mean, for most part people don't unless it's a quote unquote classic match, right? Most matches go by the highway and by the way and just disappear. Tennis doesn't create some sort of like a package highlight reel or something of that nature. And these things just sort of like go out of people's But tennis TV does. Tennis TV does. That's its market. Its market is actually to, to to be about reproducing content because it's also on Twitter. I mean, I think the thing that people are failing to understand is that these people are competing on Twitter with their product. That's why they're going to go after you. Is that if you make a gift that gets people's attention on Twitter, Twitter might very soon take that market because Twitter has been has been streaming sports live. You know, so it's just like I think the thing is like I get it. Like people, the perception for us is that tennis is not that popular, which is true. But at the end of the day, the whole gift conversation is really about um, profitability. It's really about distribution rights, and it's really about who owns something. And on Twitter. You get your gift to go viral. That's that's something that you've taken from someone who could have made get money gift. at that point. You can yeah, create, you know what I mean? like, and that's their money. That's TV's way of making yeah. money. In some ways, is for you know. So you know what they should do is what they is what the WTA ended up doing. Which, if we all notice that, that's what the WTA just ended up hiring people who used to. That's do what I was about to say. Dude, go ask for a job. Don't be well, out crying to be doing free work. Go get a job with these people. Well, or or you or maybe what you know, because one of the things that's interesting is that it it probably is demonstrating to the person who's upset that they have the wrong gaze, right? Like they're not capturing the right moments. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe their gifts aren't going as viral as somebody who is basically attuned to what the fans really want. Because I've noticed that I feel like the people who are getting caught are people who have sort of got an eye for what the moment is in that match, even if it's not a big moment, right? Because that's what gives right. they're the emotional moments, they're the beats. And so what you end up, ha- I mean, what I feel like what normally ends up happening is you just basically buy the competition off. <laughs> just I'm just saying too. And clearly, I just the- wonder the ATP as a whole has been really cracking down lately and i just wonder why because it's a product they've sold it's a distribution i know but i feel like late late the last year two years they're really cracking down but i don't feel like they as an entity are doing more no they're not so what's sad about it is that if you're gonna crack down then in response you do something. Should, you Put should the content out there. ATP. Yeah, like you should have like an ATP online that is using GIFs more. Because I think part of the thing is GIFs is the language of Twitter. It's the language of the internet. It's not It's not long highlight reels. So I feel like if you're going to crack down on this, then you should adapt what they've been doing. <laughs> because clearly this is what people want. Yeah, exactly. So make it work for you. Yeah, and I think that that, but you know, I feel like it's the tension of like an old marketplace versus a new marketplace, right? They haven't fully understood that this is the language of this new marketplace, and 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 I mean, I see all the responses from people. I definitely do, um, but at the same time, I do understand that you know what? It is the likeness of somebody that the person doesn't own. It is a product that the person is not advertising. 
not broadcasting it's somebody else's broadcast and so you know i mean nobody's taking anybody to court about it but i think it eventually at some point in time <laughs> you keep complaining about it they're gonna sue your asses go yeah, act for a job dude go act for a job i'm gonna... just saying Plus, you're white, so you will get that job. Oh, anyway. I don't know if it's like that, but I think I mean I think Janina's point is well taken, though. She's like, if you're gonna protest it, then you create something similar, create a GIF account and do the exact same thing that this person's doing. Yeah, so that fans can enjoy those gifable moments, and you you know what I mean. Like this is a product, it, but it's it's interesting, right? Because I mean that's really what it comes down to. Somebody else is creating a product that's more compelling than what you've done. Shame, shame. <laughs> well, this, shame. This, is, this is well. This has been tennis on a whole, whole, right? You get the sense that you know that they always miss the beat and everything, right? You know that but the moments that are really know, great you know are created by they, someone else outside of the sport, are like happenstance. Very few players understand. They really get it from the players who are basically a lot of them are walking zombies. You know, and they sometimes, you know, you get the sense tennis can't even create excitement for themselves. But you know what? Fit. This is this is kind of what happened when you had all those other sites, you know, the sites that Rachel used to win where she used to do all those um, personal questions. And then eventually the ATP took over doing those things. Right. And so it took that it took them out of the marketplace. Right. Because they had real direct contact with the player. So I think ultimately that's actually what's coming is the ATP wants to create its own gift department to do that, similar to how they used and to And they're trying it. to do it for free. They just... <laughs> no, like, no, these people are trying I to do it for bet. free. And the ATP's like, listen, we're going to have to take this because this is our product. We can do this. But ourselves. as soon as they ask that dude, I, I would demand a check. I certainly <laughs> would. I'd be like, let me do it for you for free then, or for for a salary. <laughs> I would you don't do it for free. Ask for money because ATP got money. They got money. I but mean, anyway, they have money, but not enough to feed their players. <laughs> well, not enough they want to choose to feed their players. And I'm surprised players don't ask for this. I'm surprised that they have been working along. And showing up a place and food is not available. That's Listen, they, they, they do complain. We know that they complain about People it, complain, but like nobody's it. listening because nobody cares about. Listen, all we have heard, especially since this ITF rule change and stuff, we've heard over and over and over again how important it is to break into the top 100. And, and we keep asking, what does that really mean? Well, what it means is nobody pays you any attention until you're there because that's what gets you direct entry into so many things so nobody even cares that you exist until you have proven yourself to be at a certain level but you know why i mean when when uh giro was on the show he talked about sleeping on floors and people piling up in hotel rooms because they can't afford their own room. I mean, Sergey has talked about this. We know that this happens, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. Why aren't they taking, I mean, we just but keep coming back to this. Yes, it is a business, but seriously. Nobody cares about the Walmart. Nobody cares about the, the worker at Walmart who can't feed herself. That's what we're talking about, right? So if you, this is the thing, right? You're talking about how do you develop and grow a sport when you've made it a hundred percent a business venture, you're not providing food for people. Where do they no, provide? But you you do, do need to provide, provide them a place to work. 
that's no, but like but, but it's a but it's a job think about it think about it entirely this is a job space it's not it's a living way if my job requires me to travel there has to be food allowances. There has no, to be. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be. But that's why this is not how they've defined this capitalist marketplace. Clearly. You guys, you guys are talking about a kind, you're kind of talking a blend, right? We're talking about. No, a but sport I'm, well, I am there. trying to think in terms of sport, though, um, because we know that in other sports, we take care of people. In well, in the I feel like the ATP. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm imagining the fact that I think the ATP has money. Like maybe they well, the ATP <laughs> has money. But the question is, listen, the ATP has money, but the ATP assumes that the only people who deserve to get that money are the top people who are bringing. Well, you see, money. you see, we're it's gonna get back to that problem it. that you, that we're gonna get back to that problem which Andre said that I have right. I like well-defined complaints, right? <laughs> I like, because my thing is that, I'm just going to say this because, and I think we could sort of like wrap up and, you know, because, you know, I know we've stretched past you a little bit, but it's just like, you want me to care, you're complaining, right? But I'm not hearing you articulate your complaint properly. And Janina pointed out that, yes, getting to top 100 is a big deal. But my thing is that you see, this is where I have problems that people get out of the struggle and then forget where they came from. Because once you know the struggle down there, you could be advocating when you're in the hundred and people are listening to you and try to get better. I don't understand. One of the main issues I've always had is just, I don't understand how the player council, after all the players meeting and talking, and then you give that message to one man to try to talk for you on the ETP board. And that one man is Justin Gimelstab. Nah. But, I mean, crazy. But, but we're talking about something different. No, no but I'm talking about but this is what I'm talking about. Systematic change isn't going to happen if you don't have a large enough voice in the room. But it has nothing to do with large enough voice. The question is, this is why it falters because those people don't actually believe in the system you are talking about. You're advocating something that I believe each. Fair enough. Fair enough. They, they might not believe. They might think that's being socialist that, and problematic, right? No, because they don't want to lose that money. They don't want to share their wealth either. And so my question is, think about how does one support people who can't afford to feed themselves at their jobs? Well, I just think that you have to at least pay them enough that is going to allow them to do what they need to do to succeed. I think that when we're, we're, we're talking about sport and you have an organization that's going to promote people that you have to invest in them. And if you're only going to pay the winner of a tournament, $10,000, then give them dinner. Well, this is the question. <laughs> like, <laughs> Your question is what is the investment strategy for growing a sport when there is no money and sponsor at that level? And but they do that, have money and sponsors. No, they, they don't. Do. No, they don't. There they, is money. There is definitely no, money. No, no, no. You're talking. You're connecting. You're connecting different levels. You're talking about money that's at the ATP and the WTA levels. You're not talking. You're talking about these other spaces 
that those are no the challenge of circuit is run by the no there's uh, what do you think a challenger sponsor is playing come on who's paying us there's no but 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 again i mean i i understand what you're saying andrine i understand that we are imagining it can be redistributed right but 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 hello you're talking about some sort of weird socialism listen this is this is right (laughs) exactly exactly no i don't think i am though no 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 but Understand that is how Under, they're hearing understand that. That's how they hear it because you're talking about redistributing money that is being brought into the game by the higher profile players. Because and that they is why, imagine because they want the players at the bottom w- very well want to be at the very top to be cashed so that in they on don't that. get their money. But there are more right? ways to do it than by taking away money from the people that bring in. There's no, there's no, but listen, it's a complete tie. It's a complete pie, right? So it's not like charge for a ticket, but it has to be distributed. But the question is, who is, where is the demand for you to charge a ticket? But you saw that challenger, Janina. No one was there during the week. But this is the question, right? So what you, in some sense, what you're talking about is what we've been asking all along is subsidizing, subsidizing one space with the wealth of another. People have problems with that. That's what that's the key question, right? They, a lot, lot of times, Janine, uh, we all know people advocate against their own best interest, right? All the because, time. Because what you're re- what what you're really asking for is subsidizing, because those tours can't play for themselves. But we have a model about paying for yourself, and so if if this comes down to ticket sales and sponsorships, then of course you're right; it's not going to happen. But if you're talking about can you subsidize this part of the tour? because we believe that this is a piece of the tour ultimately, then that's a different conversation, but no one's having that conversation. Everyone wants to have the conversation about how, um, you know, it's, this is a meritocracy. You win, you get money, you lose. Oops, sorry. (laughs) So you're right. I think it is about subsidizing, but do you think these players want to hear subsidizing? I'm well, somebody given else. that the majority of the tour is made up of people that no one even knows their name, they do. I mean, because if we look at just the sheer numbers, the top 100 in the world is nothing compared to what we consider a professional player in all of the world, right? So these folks need to figure out how to fucking band together and speak up. Well, the question, well, you know what? And that is something that we're going to try to figure out with the ITF's change in another, in a future podcast, because yeah. I think that is the question. How do you create a professional tour with enough people that can make a living wage? And how do people respond to those? And remember issues? that this living wage, by definition, depends on the sport, right? Yeah. So they won't be able to live on $15 an hour. Okay. They just won't. Just well, won't according to the ITF, supposedly it's about $40,000. Somebody would have to be making forty thousand dollars, which is about what most normal people, right, could kind of make. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to live on forty thousand dollars. Listen, it's not living on it; it's how much a person would need to make in order to sustain themselves on the tour. As it I don't believe that. I don't believe who's covering traveling. That is that is the my you know when people do calculations, it's always an average. So it's probably that's probably I don't know which number they're working with because that don't even seem right to me at all. Well, I mean, these are the questions. 
But I mean, yeah, so but yeah. I think we, you know, this this raises a question that we've been pondering. I think I think one can barely buy, buy a monthly metro card with that kind of money and uh, expensive. What about taxes? Because tax rate is different all because they pay tax rate but in their own your, country. Your question is: Are you maintaining an, a home on your own if you're traveling half the time? Are you living with your parents? I mean, these are the kinds of things that you have to ask yourself about a person who is l doing a job that's mobile, right? Are they maintaining an independent home? I don't know. Is it, it doesn't make sense if you do. So, I mean, I think there are a lot of logistics and questions that we can, we'll obviously. Yeah, gather your questions, submit them, and we'll yeah, see if we can we, get the we are happy. We're also very happy to accept suggestions of where we can go to do some research. So That's we're not right. About and I've got our stack girl working on it. She better fucking come through. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Dima, but, you're getting a shout out here. Reels, did you want to round off with a final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, well, you know, this is a podcast with a homosexual on it. And because of Martina Navratilova's, you know, I don't even want to call those things comment, a diatribe, um, I felt that I had to respond to that. And I actually wrote something. I'm real tennis fan was actually something that was written at actually a podcast before. But, um, and I had two wonderful editors look at it. And so I have some work to do because Martina decided to issue, I don't want to call it an apology because that was even much more fucked up than what she said originally. She meant Martina Navratilova in essence, in my opinion, is a transphobe. Okay. Particularly against trans women athletes. So, so um, tomorrow it should be out along with the podcast if I can edit things and get everything. You, it will be out. It will be out at the same time. <laughs> it's not even if it will happen. Um, okay. It may not happen. It may not happen in the morning. As the the podcast will drop in the morning, right. and Real will drop his piece by the evening time. I've given right. that. Andrine is like, this is what's going down. Get it, you know, Mama Andrine always, always. Mama Andrine is on it because I want you all to read what he has to say. Um, we love Reels' writing, and we think he should do more of it. Oh, Andrine are doing too much now. I don't even believe you at this point. I know, I know, but I believe it. So, um, and you know what's so funny about it? It's not even because he's the homosexual of the podcast. Uh, the topic is valid regardless of whether you were. And you know, actually, it wasn't even know. that. It was just because I know no one in tennis is going to handle this situation. None of the usual suspects, and that's the crazy thing that bothered me so much, is yep. that there are literally LGBT community sitting in the press room, and yeah. not just the one that we see having his talk. There well, are that's more. Fine, that's fine. But we're gonna. But and that, I don't understand why this has. But that's why there's an opening. Out. There's an opening, as Tressie says. Nobody's asked this question. I better write it. So you <laughs> that is true. And, and Tressie so, McMillan Cotton is the world to me. Submit your questions. So, so let me let go, Janina. Be a mama, and Andreen got like three hours behind us, so she still got the day she left. She has another podcast to record. Did y'all know that she's a moonlighter? Yes, actually, I do. I'm going to cheat on this one. Did you know that this and that bitch has another podcast? Amazing. I'm actually it's really sitting, good. Check I it out. I feel like how you feel like listening to reels. That when I listen to our other podcasts, it's like I want to be. Yeah, it's so good. It's so cool. No, 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 no. I actually... never feel like that because I don't like Chris. But <laughs> I, I, I'm not team Jason. I am team Chris. Team so it's all good. Chris, everyone. Oh my God! Do you know what I forgot? Team Trisha. 
I even made a surprise appearance on that podcast once. Yes, you did. We've we, yes. we, we had you. So it, it, uh, may, it may happen again. So anyway, but we just wanted to let you know that you are getting two for the price of one this week. You're going to be getting yeah. our podcast dropping in the morning as normal. Um, and then you will also have um, a wonderful Reels Tennis post that um, we'll be talking yeah, about. Yeah, and if you didn't feel like there's enough federal love, we probably would have a live podcast where you can just talk about your 100 greatest Shut moments. Shut up. We are not doing that. <laughs> Goodbye. All Listen, your favorite tournament. We'll make it happen. I will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're the federal, federal podcast. We are the federal <laughs> podcast. All right. I mean, like, we're 100. We're perfect. So, Ciao. good evening, everyone. Ciao. <laughs> is, is Mike okay, Janine?